funny. We've been talking about mezcal having its moment since 2005. The moment just keeps growing in other places over the years, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This is Lou Bank, founder of Sacred. I am on the road with Dane on WGN. 720 WGN on the road with Dane, typically high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio, but now, of course, there's so many in the broadcast bunker and on the line with us. You know when your business card says that you're, in a quotes, an authority on or maybe you're a visionary driving force. If your business card says that, you know you're doing something right. On the line with us, honored to have the founder and executive director of Sacred, Saving Agave for Culture, Recreation, Education, and Development, the one and only Lou Bank. Welcome to WGN. Hey, Dave. Good to be back on with you. Thanks. It's the kind of thing that you say one and only, and as advancements come out here and we think, well, wouldn't it be nice to clone oneself and send that person out maybe to the grocery store with a mask or, or to put themselves in danger or to do visionary and I, I think important work in the communities, not only here in Mexico, that would be great. But at this point, there's only one Lou Bank. We know what you do on, uh, you know, kind of raising the awareness, continuing that conversation, helping to create those bridges and pathways from here to the uh, the mezcal universe but how has your life how the daily life of a lubank changed during these times well i'm, I'm drinking more Dave. <laughs> is it is that what you call it or, or do you because you're an educator right is it is it more just you know journalistic purposes or maybe for you know just testing or quality <laughs> control maybe <laughs> That is that is absolutely correct. If my doctor is listening, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, the, the truth is, Dave, that I, I rarely drink. You know, if I go an ounce, ounce and a half a week, that's a lot for me. But since this um, since this lockdown, I've been doing online happy hours with small groups. Initially, in theory, as educational type things, but. What I was finding was people just want to talk. So now we're, it's literally like a happy hour at a bar. We're just sitting down and talking. And sometimes it's about agave in Mexico. And sometimes it's just about what life looks like now, you know? What life looks like. And this is, I think, more so than maybe any other time in our particular lifetime where we're you know, we're not maybe out and about as much kind of perceiving it for ourselves. We're kind of getting, whether it's through television channels, and you know those can be tinted one way or the other, is that we're getting an idea of what's happening, whether it's here or around the world. You've always been sort of that kind of storytelling and mental tourism and visitor bureau guy, right? Kind of telling us what it's like in Oaxaca, what it's like in Mexico, what the communities are like in the in the business and building of Mezcal. But now we kind of need you even more. We know it's a different place than here, but describe if you yeah. will, because we're always wondering like how this whole situation is kind of playing and, and happening around the world. What is their perception of, I guess, this the pandemic as a whole? Obviously, it impacts them on the business side, but but what's their viewpoint from, from that sure. side? Sure. So, you know, I, I'm not going to suggest that I can tell you what it looks like everywhere in Mexico, because it's a huge country, but certainly the cities are being impacted. But the, the communities that I tend to deal with, these small rural communities, primarily in Oaxaca, but not exclusively in Oaxaca, I keep checking in with them and I keep waiting to hear that somebody is sick. And literally, from all the places I've checked, there's only one person who's been diagnosed with this in one small community. And, you know, you you could suggest that that's because these these communities are so remote and they're so hard to get to, which which is accurate, but... 
lot of them still receive a lot of tourists from around the world who are fascinated by how they're making these heritage agave spirits. So, you know, I, I, I would have expected that some of the virus made its way into the community, but really the way that they're being impacted, and again, this is just the communities that I've been speaking with, but the way that these Oaxacan communities have been impacted is, with all this lockdown, people just aren't going to restaurants and yeah. bars, and the vast majority of mezcal is consumed at restaurants and bars. It's like 80% of sales are on-premise as opposed to you know, people buying bottles to go home. So it's really, it's a financial issue. The tourists aren't showing up to buy stuff and the brands aren't buying stuff. Um, so, so these families who are making these beautiful spirits are having a hard time just getting money to live. We, we know that the situation is temporary, what that means, whether it's, you know, two months, two years, you, no one knows for sure. Is it the kind of thing, and you've always been there, whether it was initially educating people that, number one, it existed, number two, it was different, and number three, it was something to be savored and, in, and enjoyed. I think mezcal is one of those spirits that could probably make a case for a more of a, of a residential. You, been, <laughs> you mentioned yourself from your virtual track. Happy hours. You're enjoying it at home. So, so less. So in a loud bar environment, you know, it maybe is more conducive than some other spirits for kind of that sit down, relax with family and friends. Yeah, I, I think it can be. But it, if you try to drink it the way you drink tequila in your 20s shooting it, you're going to kill yourself because this stuff is a it's high octave and a lot of alcohol in it. But B, it's also super complex in flavor, which yeah. can be overwhelming to your palate. If, you, if you're going to taste it neat, if you're going to buy some beautiful uh, mezcal or even uncertified agave spirits uh, from these rural communities. You want to taste it slowly and neatly, just a tiny sip, like a half a sip held on your tongue to the count of five, and don't expect to actually recognize everything that's going on until the third, fourth, fifth sip. So what is the access? And you've been an ambassador to different restaurants and bars and, and things. But for those people, I know that in this day and age, we're getting everything, whether it's the Amazon guy shows up or, you know, Grubhub or any of those kind of things. What are the ways that for people who are inspired to, to get some of this and kind of continue on that mezcal journey, but are stuck at home? Are, are there ways you recommend for people to get a hold of some or, or even learn more, you know, for afterwards? Oh yeah, I, I, go to the liquor store. Like so, so here in Chicago, right? right. The, the it's an essential, an essential business. business. Yes, it yeah. Is. God bless them. Yeah. So you know, I, I'd say go to like Moreno's Liquors down in Little Village. They've got an amazing selection, and the staff knows a lot about the spirits that they have there. And you're going to be able to access the full range of of mezcals, everything from like the the industrially made stuff, which is honestly going to be uh, an easy entry point for somebody who's interested and doesn't really understand the spirits yet. Um, so like getting something like a Monte Alban, which I would never drink because it's like, you know, the PBR of Mezcal, it's a great way if, if you're not yet used to Mezcal. And then you can go all the way up to these beautiful, small expressions that I love from these, um, these families who can't afford to certify. And, and, and in fact, we've got a guy here in Chicago yeah, Rob Diaz, who's the brother of the guy who founded Dark Matter Coffee. Nice. He just, right? He just launched a mezcal brand, uh, literally the week that everything shut down. Uh, yeah, good, good timing, right? 
it's the kind of thing that uh, that we're all going to be able to look back and and kind of see how the world has changed and we've all sort of agreed at this point as long as it's been that when we come out on the other side everything's going to be a little bizarro world everything's going to be a little bit changed as a guy who has his hand on the pulse of so much of it is down there with them and and i know this is a pandemic so the entire world is being impacted but as you've kind of shared that message with america and, and the world right you've been all over the place are there other places around the world where they're either awareness or appreciation for mezcal has grown to where their potential leading customers to i remember whether it was china with uh, with french wines or with bourbon or something like that some emerging kind of interest areas for the spirit oh yeah, honestly i mean we, it's funny we've been talking about mezcal having its moment uh, since 2005 but, <laughs> but it's, it's true the, the moment just keeps growing in other places um you know, if you if you look at the exports, they've grown exponentially um, over the years, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But but that honestly can sort of endanger these small families because that means that you're getting larger brands coming in buying up the agave, um, and they're buying up the agave from the same places that these small families would get it. So it's it's making it harder for them to access the agave they need in order to make their mezcal. The remote location is kind of, it's maybe helpful in the pandemic sense, but also it's a it's a buffer too in, in some ways just on the industry side. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But you know, it's, it's funny, as you were talking about the whole world will look different, not these communities. And this is, this is sort of why I, that's not even sort of, this is absolutely one of the reasons why I love these spirits is these communities, aside from the clothes you see in the, the cars they drive, they're operating very much in the same way they operated a hundred years ago in terms of how they're making things. Everything is made by hand in a non-industrial way, which I think is the real beauty here. One of the things that I'm encouraging people to do right now, I don't want anyone to go to Mexico right Well, I want to go to Mexico <laughs> right now, but I, I, I don't want anyone going down there and, uh, and spreading the virus to these communities. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, we set this thing up where we've got four mescaleros in this one community, Santa Catarina, Minas, Oaxaca, where you can literally buy futures in the spirits they're producing. So they, they made the spirits the first quarter expecting all of us tourists would be down there buying alcohol, uh, and they're sitting with it, and they need money. So I've set it up where really simple site at agave.me where you can purchase uh, their, their uh, bottles of agave spirits uncertified mezcal you can purchase the bottles from the and then pick it up at a later date which mm. also means you're you're setting yourself up for a future trip to one of the most beautiful places in the world and you're going to see that it's nothing's really changed it's just like it was a hundred years ago in these communities mm. i think that's going to be something that may be really refreshing not only to get out there to see it when we can all travel again but also have that reward of uh, of those spirits reserved for you and then a, a little trip back in time even if the back in time was six months before <laughs> before yeah. the whole world ended last thing and and lou i gotta tell you because you know we're blessed to have you and let the listeners know we're talking with lou bank mezcal authority of course was sacred uh, as well we're blessed to have you here in the chicagoland area but but you know even more so we've been talking with you for a number of years worldwide known just featured in in forbes as well is it what is that like to wear? And do you feel that there is 
that there is extra pressure is I'm sure it's something that you're excited about getting to kind of share that message, but to be really sort of the foremost authority on, on what is, you know, 10 years in having its moment. Oh God. Well, you know, a, I, I would never claim to be the foremost authority. I don't even think I know more about this than anybody in Chicago. I know people in Chicago who know more about these spirits than I do. Um, I, I think I have a very specific viewpoint about it. And the, the pressure is funny because, you know, the pressure comes from what I would call the official side and then the, the side that I prefer, which is the, um, the, the informal side of Moscow. You know, the, there's a move toward trying to get everything certified uh, so that it comes through this system in Mexico. And I understand that. I understand the need for that. And I understand that there are benefits, potential benefits to it. But it, 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 every time they make a change in the certification process, it makes it harder and harder for the small families yeah. and I, to and, yeah to comply. And I, to me, the magic is really in those small families who are doing things the same way they've been doing them for hundreds of years. And I don't want that magic to disappear. It's so important, and 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 with mezcal too. Just on the flavor side of it, the the best way to experience it, like you said, is is neat and just immersing yourself in all those diverse flavors from those different families and, and different parts of that of that region. For people who want to keep up with you and uh, get news from the mountaintop, from the from <laughs> from the humble uh, oracle. Where's is there like a social media a website? I know there's things going. You're doing your virtual happy hours. How can people stay connected? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook as at Sacred Agave. And uh, my website is sacred.mx. You can sign up there for uh, for our email list so you get notified of all things first. Um, yeah, and I'd love to have anybody join me in one of these little small happy hours that I'm hosting. We'll do that. It will be kind of our little, little oasis. Continue with all the things that you're doing on the inspirational front, and thanks for jumping on the show today. Thanks very much for having me, Dane. Appreciate it. Stay safe and stay healthy.